You're listening to Salary Capped, a podcast exploring the business side of sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Salary Capped. I'm Tyler Kern, and today's episode features an exciting look at a group who's combining real-world sports with technology to make physical exercise more attractive, accessible, and inclusive for everybody. And I'm speaking with representatives from the International Association of Mixed Reality Sports, or XRS for short. First, we have Marcos Aristides Kern. Marcos, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Well, I am uh, excited to have you on, excited to talk to you, and uh, you have a fantastic last name, so, uh, so I think that that is uh, particularly interesting. Well, that's, that's only one compliment that I can give back to you as well. I love yours <laughs> as well. Excellent, excellent. And then we also have joining us today, Dr. Raina Kayastala. Mm, let me try that again. And then we also have joining us today, Dr. Raina Kayastala. Dr. Raina, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's really a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear more of your insights as well. And then finally, we have uh, Stefan Niedecken. Uh, Stefan, thank you so much for joining us here as well. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Excellent. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you again so much for, for joining the show. I'm excited to, to dive into this topic because uh, it's something that is affecting everybody these days. And we're seeing more and more of technology kind of uh, being a larger and larger part of our lives on a daily basis. I mean, technology is integrated into just about everything we do. But before we get too deep into any of that, I want to hear more about XRS and how you're bringing companies together who are creating mixed reality sports. So uh, tell me a little bit more about the collaboration and how XRS really came to be. Well, um, generally, it's just, uh, it, it really came to be by just some people having the same mutual feeling. Like, we've always been all a, f a friend of collaboration. So at some point, we just started reaching out to each other. And it's been very, very clear that this is a very, very big thing that's about to happen right now. There's also a lot of uncertainty, a lot of mixed feelings about it, a lot of, so we just saw a very, very big need of, of getting everybody together and, and just having a common voice to say like, hey guys, look, this is what it's all about. Also to establish some quality standards and just have one reliable source where you can inform yourself about this new trend without having to stick with one uh, solution per se. So give us some of the details of how you are blending physical activity and exercise with technology. What exactly does that look like in practice? Because some people might not be able to, uh, to rationalize exactly what this looks like in real life. So tell me a little bit more about how you're blending those things together. Um, if you don't mind. Um, so, so normally you have, obviously, technology, as you said, takes part of every part of life right now. Um, so there's a big spectrum of things that are just very nice tech gimmicks, like you can now track your run or have a, a bicycle light that automatic, automatically lightens up your curve. And then you have, obviously, the very, very pro sports things. And there's a very interesting gap in between. And this is where, where the hybrid solutions and the mixed reality comes in, where it's approachable enough so people can actually start with it. And at the same time, it has a positive impact. Like if you, for example, look at Rainey's uh, climbing wall, a lot of people tried out a climbing wall here and there, but for the majority of people, it's probably not as engaging as for the climbers. They stick with it. This becomes a very important part of their life and they have their routine. But for the average Joe, it probably is like, okay, I tried this climbing thing. It's fun. I'm probably not going to do it. If you put in gamification, though, all of a sudden it becomes a very, very, very easy thing to get hooked. And yeah, this is basically what connects all the different companies that it's very addictive and very good. 
Yeah, yeah and I, I have to uh, add there that so the important part here is actually forming uh, new kinds of sports and, and combining the old sports like, like you see with our climbing wall or a trampoline and you form that and join that with the game so that they are both in a way fun but also there's a high challenge in, in it. So then you can create something meaningful and challenging for everybody from adults, but most importantly also to the kids. So support for the full spectrum. And maybe to add something from my side as well, um, we always try to put together effective training approaches together with motivating um, game elements. So you have not, not just fun or not just training, you have both at the same time, which gives a long lasting um, and sustainable uh, approach to sports for, for all kinds of people. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the main, main part is that when, when like, trying out a new kind of sport, sports should be fun, of course. And, and when you, after you have that, that feeling, have, having fun with your friends coming out of, of uh, this kind of new kind of sports, you should be have smiles on your face and then wanted to go back on, even though you're already exhausted, you want to go back in and, and try it again, go, do it again and, and tell your friends about it. So that's the, that's the level of engagement that we want to uh, uh, pursue with uh, this kind of games and sports that we are creating. Now there's a there's an issue in society that that you all have noticed and and it's part of what you're trying to address right and and, and it's that there's been declining sports participation uh, across the board in, in maybe pretty much around the world right so tell us a little bit more about that trend that you've noticed um, and why it's important to combat it. Yeah, I, I, I'd go far and say it's not a trend. It's actually it's a, almost a crisis. And mm. uh, funnily enough, uh, in all federations, the, the the problem in almost any sport has been identified. The problem is that from year to year, they have their annual meetings and they always complain, hey, we have like 5% loss in, in young participation. And it's not really, nobody realizes the big trend. Um, nobody really gives this thing. It's like climate change. The importance given to a couple of percent every year less doesn't sound that bad. But if you look over it in the long run, it just means that some sports will become completely irrelevant if they don't manage to take that step into yeah, stepping up their game and being more attractive. And uh, just like Rani said, one thing that everything that we or all the companies that came here together have is this this crazy this crazy hook in your amygdala that says, okay, one more time. And it's, it's like in a good way, an addiction, like people stop. Okay. Just one more. Okay. But I can do better. And then we finish, then we go home and you probably don't get it. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. This, this one doesn't count. Okay. One more round. I, I can do better. And people just go far over their limits that than they would normally do with simple, like physical motivation. So, uh, Rani, you, you told us a little bit about the climbing wall earlier, and uh, we can see it behind you. It looks incredible, right? And so uh, give us a, a sense of some of, the different, um, some of the different games, some of the different sports that have been created, blending this, uh, this real-world you know, physical activity with technology. Just give, give us a sense of some of the examples that, that exist. Um, well, I, I think there's, well, there's different ways of doing this. So, mm -hmm. so quite many people are, uh, they already know things that you can play, for example, at home. 
So, so people are familiar with, for example, Nintendo Wii or something like that. So I would, I wouldn't consider that as, as a new and like a, this kind of sport because it's, it's more imitating you doing uh, tennis like this. But I, I think we are aiming at uh, like this kind of combining the full experience, the using the same movements that you are doing in a, a sport with a, with a game. So, uh, for example, with our companies, we, uh, we are doing uh, climbing. You're uh, climbing on a climbing wall. We have a trampoline games. Uh, then we have um, uh, with fun with balls. You'll be, play ball games with and, and interact with the uh, wall with the ball. Uh, we have uh, uh, also Sferi, ha who have this really cool cube that you go inside and you're immersed with the whole gaming environment and get, get to the flow of the gaming. And, and, uh, 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 at and also, also uh, Icarus, where you put or VR goggles on and you're basically doing a, uh, this kind of... How, what, what, Planking. What's Planking, Planking. you're flying, flying in a virtual world, and uh, they they had uh, like their um, tournament last Friday, so like a world championships of this this year in a way in a, in a VR uh, environment, which is awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean one one element that's very important, and this is also like the the value that we try to provide is. Most people sometimes see the world very simple. Like, for example, if you take a Nintendo Wii, it's been an amazing step and it's been highly important to actually get people activated. No, no doubt about that. But they're imitating life. And if you now take climbing, for example, climbing is a crazy complex thing. Like, can I anticipate the reach that I have? Can I know that if I reach too far that the balance once I let go here is going to be like, it's a very complex thing. It's like anticipation. You have to know your body. You have to be flexible. So all these elements, and when it comes together to then even like social elements, do I play against somebody? Do I anticipate his next move? Like this complexity is very, very hard to just be like on a treadmill. Like, yes, you, I can run 5K. You can run 6K. That's a nice comparison. But does it matter that I might be the better sprinter, but I have the better strategy. So I might beat you even though you have a much better condition. So this whole world of sports and the social elements, the, all, everything that goes with it, that needs to basically change. And what the people that we take into this, uh, uh, into this association basically managed is that they not necessarily have the solution for it, but they have a pretty, pretty good groundwork. Like if you're thinking about how climbing looks in the future, it's going to be valo. Uh, you're not going to think about, yeah, maybe we're also going to wear goggles and sit in a bathtub full of jello. It's going to be that thing or close to it. So that's the kind of outlook that we're aiming for in all the members that we have. Well, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we expect these days to be engaged with technology, but also young people these days are coming up in a world where they have Fortnite, right? Where they can compete against their friends at a moment's notice whenever they want in a variety of games. And so it would only make sense that, that sports would kind of follow that same pattern, right? And kind of engage with young people, especially in the same way that they expect to be engaged with just about everything else, right? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I, I, if, if I can like say about kids and like nowadays they are they just live with their mobile phones quite often and they play a lot of games there and I think there's nothing wrong with the games themselves 
but it's just you need to you quite often sit down to do it so why not change the spin that you actually when you play your game you're active well we're seeing this also with something like uh, pokemon and all that but the key key part also is the quality so uh like home entertainment per se is really uh, uh high quality so console games computer games on your like Fortnite. It's something that is really high quality. So we need to also to also tackle that when we provide something uh, on outside of homes, like, out, like uh, so for example, on like uh, uh, fitness gyms or out of home entertainment in activity parks, for example. So we need to tackle that quality and, and be at the same level that it's also interest and, and get, and that way gets people moving. A good metaphor that I had in a conversation, I don't actually know who came up with it, is you have to imagine it a little bit like there's these old folks that have something that's really valuable. I mean, sports is, is historically in our society something that um, has great value and we still have the same DNA. We need to move. We need to do our exercise. Otherwise, we just degrade. And at the same time, you have this gigantic monster, in a, not in a bad way. I love gaming and which just takes attention. And at, in between, there's a couple of small companies and what we're trying to do with XRS is now bridge that gap because the old federations, or even if you take about, think about governments or the people in charge of thinking about skill curriculums, these people have not realized how easy it is for companies like us to basically bridge that gap. They're still trying to make somebody throw a ball or run in circles and they're complaining the kids don't want to do that on the other side there's like they're attracted to this gigantic attention monster which has super online full-time three-dimensional beat your friend all around the world anytime and this basically stepping over or merging these two is very very hard especially for governments um, so one of the things that we're trying to do is just communicate much better and show how easy it actually is to bridge that attention gap or, or make it work again. Yeah, it feels like there's been this attitude uh, from the more traditional sports of as long as we exist, people will come and people will, will play, right? Um, but that might just be ignoring the idea that younger people these days are probably more likely to sit on their sofa and play FIFA rather than actually go to a park and play soccer with friends, right? And so it's there has to be... Sorry, go ahead. It's been, it's the oldest story of humankind. It's, it's, it doesn't get simpler than that. Is something new comes, the establishment says, no, nah, no, nah. it's like the immune system. In sports, it's very simple. I, I do a lot of public speaking on big events in front of sports federations or sports conventions. 90% of the people still have that thing, but who are they? But we, it's like, hey, We've been running the sport for 120 years now. Who are you to tell me how soccer needs to look today? It's like, I know, but I am the sport. And this is fundamentally wrong because you, you are comparing something that's outdated. And this is like, I always see this grumpy old man and he's trying to tell the people, you know, you stupid little kid, you know what you would, you would be right to do? Go out. We used to play eight hours a day outside with no electricity and we didn't, we only came home for dinner and that was the right thing. This, yes, but that's not the world we're living in. Mm -hmm. And once people don't at least open up and take in people to, to discuss that, they're going to have a big problem with that because this is how basically how evolution works. If you don't embrace it and don't work with it, you might be at the danger of just not realizing that you're becoming irrelevant. 
Yeah, and, and to add to that, I, I think we see the same in sports uh, uh, for audiences watching the sports because previously and currently still is on the TV channels, the biggest TV channels are pro broadcasting and biggest TV shows are, that are watched are sports. So that's the main content on, on a TV channels that people enjoy to watch. But then on the other hand, on YouTube, the biggest channels, the most watched people are esports uh, people. So those draw huge attention uh, to that crowd. So I think what we are doing here that we want to uh, combine those both worlds. So the best of uh, normal sports and best of also esports, and and combine those crowds together and form something something completely new that hasn't yet existed yet, and combine the all those both crowds um, that are watching the sports and then get motivated to go out also and, and try these new sports. Well, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about, about young people, but I know someone like me, uh, not quite a young person anymore. Um, the, my preferred way of exercising and staying in shape has always been more competitive, right? I would rather go out and play rather than go to a gym and lift weights or something like that. The, the competitive angle is really what fuels me. So I think there's probably also a, a um, subset of people who are interested in utilizing tools like what you provide to, as a way of you know, getting active and staying in shape and things like that, rather than going and doing more traditional gym activities, right? And I'm sure that there's you know, an element of that as well. And that's, that's kind of something that I would be really interested in. It, it's, it's funny because it's actually the common ground of both worlds. Um, we, we sometimes say the couch potato generation, but they love to compete as well. Like you said, I love to play Fortnite, not that you are a couch potato, but people love to, to compete. Gamers love to compete. Lots of gamers are interested in sports anyway, um, because it's not the cliche gamer we, we always think of. And sports people love to compete as well so actually competition is the common ground where both worlds come together and that's what we try to 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 offer with our new technologies and and of course important part of technology is that like the and digitalization is that the connected connectiveness to internet so uh, imagine so normally you would try to find somebody to go to play with but if you don't find with the new technology, you can play a game and compete with somebody other side of the world, or you can compete and leave your high score and tell your friend that, hey, I made this high score, I beat you. And when your friend comes the next day that they need to try and beat you on the next day when it's their turn to come to the gym, for example. So you don't need to be physically present uh, at the same time at the same place to compete either, which is also, I think, great addition to uh, normal sports currently. That's a great point. That, yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely right. So guys, as you look forward and as you see the growth that you're experiencing in this sector, what do you, what do you foresee over the next five years? So, you know, what does the future hold for, for mixed reality sports? Well, I mean, generally, I think, first of all, we're going to see a lot of it. A lot, a lot, a lot. The, the interesting part is what will stay. There's also a lot of gimmicks and there are a lot of cool stuff that where you lose attention pretty fast um and then it will come down to it, it's like in sports like why is soccer the the biggest sport in the world because it 
is best at catering to what we like to see, the kind of idols we have, the approachability that you can just start with a ball and anything, basically. At the same time, all these elements that go in, 11 people is a great group size. 11, if I can sort of like tackle myself in a group of 11 friends, that's pretty cool. If it would be 25, it would be like all these parameters come in. And for us as an association, it, it's also a little part of our mission to now play on the on the on the tunes and see what actually works really well how do you build those tribes how do you see what sticks how do you if if now a governmental institution comes to us and say listen we want to completely revolutionize the way we think of school sport we want to gather all the information to say you know what Siri is the best thing for you because we noticed that in that age group for that solution these people are highly attracted with that and the retention and the way that they train and their motor skills, how they improve, like all these things coming together, that's what's actually good there. Whereas in some other ways, we might find out, hey, if you have a, a, a daycare or a sports center or even a fitness club, Valo Motion might be just the right thing. So this is all unknown terrain and there's a lot of research going on and there's a lot of knowledge that's being collected, but this is like we're trying to figure out what the internet does a year after the internet has been uh, created. We don't know yet. We know that there's a high, high, high attractiveness. It's hooking, it's addictive, and everybody wants to try it. But how do you translate that to making sure that in Australia, 25,000 kids that didn't have any access to sports activities at all are picking up a sport every year? How do you translate that? That's a great point. And I think that that is a good place for a wrap up today. So Marcos and uh, Stefan, thank you so much for joining me today on Salary Capped and uh, explaining a little bit more about the world of mixed reality sports, what the future holds and the exciting present right now for, uh, for everything that is going on and the work that you're doing. So thank you again so much for joining me today here on Salary Capped. It's been a pleasure.